Live from the WTAD studios in the Lincoln Douglas Building in downtown Quincy, it's time to pull up a chair and assemble today's WTAD News Roundtable. Friday has arrived, and as I told our uh, office manager, our controller, before the show, uh, just a heads up, I'm a little, uh, I'm a little loopy today. So if uh, he's like, so if you fall out of the chair, I went, well, sure. Uh, he said, or is this a reference to if you say something that seems way out of bounds? That's I said. That's more the direction I was talking about. So just a heads up, not just to him, but to you and uh, you and you and. Should I have my finger on the you button? And you and you, you maybe. I just so you know, I'm I'm not sure why, but just a little, little over medicated. I uh, uh maybe under medicated. Okay. I'm not not exactly sure why uh, at this point in time, but. I think we need to leave, Steve. It might be coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. Bye. That would be, that would be bizarre if uh, I was infecting the studio with that. It would turn into a national story. Uh, so welcome to the uh, Friday edition. So my all, all my warnings are now out there uh, for uh, this morning. This was a... Actually, today's uh, back half of the show topic was something that I looked at for yesterday... Uh, initially, but uh, pushed it back to today, and that is uh, more legislation in Springfield, this time about banning Native American mascots on school campuses. Of course, the story of... Yes, Steve. Uh, did we talk about this? Did we? I, now, oh, I talked about it in the in the green room yesterday oh, okay, with good. some people, but not on the air. Uh, I don't think we talked about this yesterday. Um Chief Chief Alanawek has been uh, at issue for 15 years or or, or so, uh, and you could take it back further than that. So there's some new legislation uh, from Representative Maurice West in regards to Native American mascots on school campuses uh, here in Land of Lincoln. However, there are some uh, uh, ways that you can, if this gets passed. Uh, keep your Native American mascot. So we'll we'll get into the legislation and the rules that would follow if passed on the back half of today's news roundtable. But first things first, in with all the latest from the WTAD newsroom, say good morning to Scott Hardy. Good morning, Quaid. Good morning, everybody. Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker says the state of Illinois is setting aside up to $80 million to help pay for a proposed new bridge to replace the Memorial Bridge in Quincy. Pritzker made the announcement uh, yesterday during a stop at the Oakley Lindsay Center. The Democratic first-term governor was there to promote his Rebuild Illinois program and called the bridge project a priority for the state and is in the Illinois Department of Transportation's multi-year plan. Estimates so far put the cost of the new bridge likely to cross at York Street at $100 million. state of Missouri will likely contribute half the cost of construction, similar to what it did with the new bridge at Louisiana. Pritzker says that Rebuild Illinois includes money to repave seven miles of Illinois 57 from 3rd Street in Quincy to Marblehead. Work on that project should start this spring. 
Work could also start later this year on the rebuilding of the Illinois Veterans Home in Quincy. $230 million in state money from Rebuild Illinois has been set aside for that project. Pritzker also said the state continues to monitor the situation in the state regarding the possible spread of coronavirus. The first two cases of the virus in the U.S. were in Chicago after a flight from China. Pritzker says both people continue to recover. Civic leaders are also hopeful that a new bridge will be built to cross the Mississippi at Quincy within the next 10 years. Appearing Thursday on WTAD's Mary Griffith Show, Maggie Strong, coordinator with the Quincy Next Strategic Plan, says the proposed York Street Bridge will change how truck and passenger traffic flows through the downtown and the city. How do they move to the South Quincy Development District if they're truck traffic? How do they move to the north end of town um, and get on US-24? And then we want those tourists. So how do just regular folks from Missouri who are coming to Quincy to shop, where do they go and how do they get to our downtown? So one of the projects we're looking at is um, it's decoupling. So really looking at 4th and 3rd Street and making those both two-way and putting more of the truck traffic and the highway traffic on 3rd Street and making 4th Street a, uh, a local road once again. And there's a lot of benefit to that. Now, we have things to work out. That's not a, a given by any means, but Looking at between York and Broadway, making those both two-way streets, I think, could really benefit this community. It could benefit the downtown. Imagine Washington Park if it wasn't on that highway. How much bigger that blues in the district environment could be and safer for families, um, more walkable for us. And and we think this is an opportunity also to uh, tie in what we're doing with the riverfront and what that main street looks like now and how we get to and from the riverfront uh, from our downtown. Quincy Next Planning Committee will, plan, will hold a public forum on the transportation plan March 5th at Quincy University from 4.30 to 6.30. You can hear the full interview with Maggie Strong in the podcast section of WTAD.com. The Illinois Department of Public Health says that it's investigating a multi-state outbreak of E. coli linked to sprouts served at Jimmy John's restaurants, including one case in Quincy. The IDPH made the announcement Thursday saying that Jimmy John's notified stores to remove sprouts from its menu nationwide on Saturday. According to the CDC, 14 cases in five states have been reported. Illnesses started on dates ranging from January 6th through February 11th. Besides Quincy, cases have also been reported in Champaign and Jackson counties. However, IDPH says it's still working with local and federal officials to identify where the sprouts were distributed. It advises that people in other locations across the state potentially could have been exposed. The United Way of Adams County says it's reached its fundraising goal for the 2019 campaign. That announcement made last night during the organization's annual meeting. United Way says it raised just over $1,145,000, exceeding the $1.1 million goal for the hashtag Make Here Happen campaign. United Way says during the just-completed campaign, they received the largest single gift in its history, $50,000 from the Richard Parrott Family Foundation. During the meeting, awards were presented to the Quincy Public Schools and the McLean family, who owned several Quincy restaurants. Two Quincy 17-year-olds were injured last night in a one-car crash east of Quincy. Name of the 17-year-old driver and his female passenger aren't being released by authorities. The statement from the sheriff's office says that, a, uh, that the boy was speeding southbound on 63rd Street and skidded through the intersection at State. car then hit an embankment. Both were taken to Blessing Hospital. The uh, driver was ticketed for several items. And a St. Louis man is being held on drug and weapons charges after trying to outrun Rawls County authorities last Friday. Rawls County Sheriff's Office released details of the incident yesterday and identified the man as 36-year-old Cameron Cockrell. They say the incident started when a deputy tried to pull Cockrell over on Highway Double H before he sped off, and that deputy chose not to follow. 
A second deputy then saw Cockrell's car, which was hitting speeds over 80 miles per hour, also ran the four-way stop in center. After that, deputies continued chasing Cockrell on Highway P before a tire on his car blew out. He finally stopped near Madisonville. A search of the vehicle in the nearby area found a loaded firearm, eight and a half grams of meth, over an ounce of heroin, and pills suspected to be MDMA. Cockrell was already wanted for violating his probation in Rawls County from a July 2018 incident. He's led deputies on a nearly 20-mile pursuit in Rawls County, which resulted in his arrest for DWI and other charges. He now faces charges in Rawls County on a delivery of controlled substance, possession, unlawful possession of a firearm, and one count of resisting arrest. He's being held without bond in the Pike County, Missouri jail. He'll be in court March 11th. That is a look at the latest in local news. Of course, we'll have more for you throughout the afternoon right here on WTAD.com and also on our social media, including Twitter and Facebook. All right, so that uh, $80 million, uh that Governor Pritzker was talking about would be $50 million for our half of the bridge on this side of the river, and then $30 million stretching south I to... No, 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 no. What? No, no, no. Do you, what do you mean stretching south? Well, you talked about the repaving from... That's separate. Seven, That's separate. Okay, from the bridge project. Yeah, the, the $80 million he's talking about is, is for the bridge. Okay. Yeah, the the funding for Illinois 57 that's already been done. That was really that was first announced last summer, if sure. you remember. Yeah, by uh, Congressman, uh, rather by a state uh, representative, Randy, Randy Freeze. Yeah. yeah, so that's different. Okay, so that's, the that's the 80 different. million is for the bridge, even though the bridge the bridge is uh, predicted at 100 million, and Missouri's going to pick up half. Well, uh, I mean, they're I don't just know about that. well, it's, I don't know. I, Mary mentioned something during the break yeah. about that, and, but I haven't found it online yet, to be okay. perfectly honest with you. So. All right. But, yeah, I mean, it's just like what they did down at Louisiana, where that was a $60 million bridge. Mm-hmm. Missouri put 30 up, and then Illinois put up 30. Right. I think, I think the governor is saying, we'll set aside up to 80 okay. because of the time involved and the fact that, as we saw in any big construction... Adams County Jail, uh, costs tend to rise. That Yes, and, and, and that goes for anything. Anything. Doesn't necessarily have to Any be. Any large project. If, if you're having something built, expect the costs to be more than what you're expecting. Exactly, right. exactly. So I think that's what that is. So, right. it, But yeah, all of, yeah, yeah, all of that, they have their own separate little budgets. Okay. There, so. Thank you for clearing that you up betcha. for me. Ten seventeen. Uh, we'll take a time out. When we come back, legislation to get rid of Native American mascots across the state. We'll get into that next on the News Roundtable. WTAD. Roundtable, Talk Radio 930 WTAD. It's 1021. Representative Maurice West has uh, put together some legislation that would uh, ban Native American mascots for schools across the land of Lincoln. Uh, Some of the verbiage from this legislation says uh, if the, uh, and and there is a way, it isn't just a, a flat ban. Uh, there is uh, a scenario whereby schools could keep their Native American mascots, but they would have some 
some hurdles to overcome. Uh, Representative West's uh, legislation says if the legitimate intent of a school is to honor local Native Americans, this pressure provides the opportunity to secure approval from a nearby tribe. Uh, he continues, this legislation is an opportunity to ensure that we're teaching our children how to properly respect the heritage and culture of Native Americans we draw inspiration from. Um, now, the the rules that would have to be in play if you would like to keep uh, your Native American mascot are as follows. You get written consent from a Native American tribe within 500 miles of the school. And I was looking uh, online, and I think the closest is the Sac and Fox uh, tribes, Meskwakwa, if you will, in Iowa. Uh, there are several in Michigan. Uh, I didn't see any in Illinois. I didn't see any in in Missouri. And I didn't, you know, measure it out 500 miles from wherever the case may be, whether from, you know, uh, Payson or Pittsfield. Or, and I'm not even sure how private schools would fit under this. Uh, are, uh, what's, what's, what's that private school relationship with the State Board of Education uh, when it comes to something like this? Uh, we all know that years ago, Chief uh, Ilanowek became a sore spot, and so the chief imagery has been removed uh, from the Fighting Illini uh logos to just say well chief the words chief printed out uh there's no official chief alinawek however there is a chief alinawek that shows up at many events in champaign although he's quote unquote unaffiliated he's not official chief but you don't hear anything about bradley braves well, that's a private school so it's it's there's an interesting line that is there or maybe it's it's not there but you you have to get uh, these are the rules again you have to get uh, written consent from a native american tribe within 500 miles of the school and that consent must be renewed every five years you would also have to conduct a school-wide program on native american culture twice a school year so that would essentially be once a semester now i don't know if is that an assembly is that uh, a workshop? I don't know what, I'm not sure exactly what, what is that, what that means. But it would be once per semester. Uh, you would have to offer an academic course on Native American contributions to society. The interesting word in that is offer. Because that makes it sound like it would be an elective. As opposed to something you would have to have uh, on your uh, transcript. Uh, also... Files, you have to file an annual report with the State Board of Education explaining your academic programs on Native Americans that the school has offered throughout the school. You have a public file and log all of that stuff. Businesses are used to these types of things, and I can imagine that uh, being involved and in dancing with state government, you would have this as, as well. So uh, the, the, the leverage on this, though, is if you don't comply with these particular rules, uh, if this becomes law, you would be ineligible to play in any playoffs. Not invited. Uninvited. Representative West, by the way, is uh, from 
Rockford, the Rockford area. This has been assigned to the elementary and secondary education school curriculum and policies committee, uh, which so you expand out. We've mentioned the Illini. We mentioned Chief. We've mentioned briefly the Bradley Braves. This conversation, this thing has been going on for generations now. Um, I remember the the chief situation. I again, Braves has never been a big deal. The one that gets most of the attention would be the Washington Redskins, although I don't remember the Kansas City Chiefs getting a whole lot of uh, beef about uh, their team mascot. The Cleveland Indians, they get a lot of pushback because of the cartoonish caricature. The Atlanta Braves, to a degree. I mean, we saw it last year in the baseball playoffs, Steve, uh, with the tomahawk chop. Which the Chief fans do at and all the their Chiefs home games. do that at, 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 at their games as well. Um, it's, it's an interesting thing to, like I said, I believe the closest uh, reservation uh, is the Sack and Fox uh, one in, up in Iowa. Uh, I just I find it fascinating. How does so the Raiders? Steve, you were a Raider. Um, when I think Raider, I didn't in, initially think of an Indian, but that's the mascot. That's the logo for QND. Dude, right. What's the history for the? Was it was it Raiders back when the schools were separate? When there was boys and girls, Christian brothers. They were the Raiders. Okay, Catholic so boys. it goes back further than. Just q and Yeah, the Raiders have been around in Quincy, anyway, as far as I know, for okay. a long time. So I was just curious if there was a, a the, the, if you knew the history of how that became the school's mascot. Okay. Um, and does that qualify under this? The images of an Indian, although Raider doesn't necessarily imply in and of itself a Native uh, American. Pace and Seymour, they're the Indians. That's pretty uh it covers it it's a blanket statement uh the Sockies in Pittsfield mm-hmm. that's specific uh tribe um i i just i find it fascinating uh that uh, this and who knows if it'll ever get out of committee but to you know you 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 turn your school administration into somebody who every few years has to go and find a native american tribe within 500 miles of your campus to essentially get them to sign off on using Native American imagery. Is it the imagery itself that was the problem at the University of Illinois? It was the image of Chief and the, the, the mascot running out onto the field, dancing out onto the field. And as we've had people who've attended the University of Illinois who've worked within these walls say before, when you go to a game, the lack of chief is noticeable. You have fans that still go through the the whole thing uh, at halftime, and when the and you, the place where chief would run out is just not done now. And but everybody still is going through the motions as if that's the case, even though there's no chief. There's no chief. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 a fascinating thing. And I so mean, just growing up, it was always the CB Raiders. You know, before I got out there, okay. So yeah, it was just always it's always been Raiders. Right. Okay. I was just curious as it, what the what the history of mm-hmm. of that uh, was, and would you be open? I mean, I'll, I'll expand it out further than that. Uh, Southeast Missouri State—they were the Indians for the longest time. Now they're now they're the Red Hawks. Um, there are other examples, uh, and I'm th- like St. John's—that's a private school too. 
uh, in New York. They were growing up. They were the Redmen. Now they're the Red Storm. I think Syracuse went from being the Orange Men to just the Orange. Do you need a mascot in this day and age? Do you need a a, a mascot that's you know? I, I think about. Uh, taking, expanding out the American use of mascots for athletic teams. And, and I don't know that the rest of the world follows that. So not that they have to, but you look at it, and there are mascots for, for other teams around, but I don't know that teams are associated with the mascot as much as they are here in the United States. No, no, they are not. Yeah, it's just, just pay attention and know that this legislation is lurking in the halls of Springfield. And that it could affect some schools in the area on the Illinois side of the river. All right. That loopy? Okay, fine. That's the Friday edition of the News Roundtable. We'll be back in Monday morning at 10 a.m. You should be here, too. The News Roundtable will reconvene Monday morning at 10.06 a.m. on AM 930 WTAD. Podcast available online at WTAD.com.